Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Happy Friday, everyone. We are getting to the 16-step massive action plan. The last three days, four days has been leading up to this plan. And remember, this plan is designed for all of you who are new agents, obviously returning agents, and really, truthfully, any agent, period. This is a great bit of information for you to internalize to really help you load in new software to make the next year or two or three years the best uh years of your life. And really, here's our mindset, and I hope you guys will adopt this as well. This following year and the year after that are the staging years for what's going to be the best 10 years of your life. How about that? There you go. That's you're, a great place to start. You're not on a downward cycle or slope. Everything in your life is going to get better. You just have to open your mind and be ready for changes to come at you faster than they ever have been and ever probably will again, because we're going through a once in a generation super cycle that's going to be experienced on experiencing all kinds of changes from the economic to technological to healthcare and everything else. We talk about this on our podcast all the time. Be sure to listen to our past 2000 podcasts that are waiting for you. Now, we won't suggest you listen to them all at once. Maybe not. <laughs> but there will be there will be a quiz. But you know, we did talk about during uh, the peak of COVID when we we're all in lockdown, and we were doing our Sunday shows to keep everybody motivated and you know in the right mindset. We were talking about post COVID. There's going to be kind of an enlightenment type of feel, renaissance of renaissance, and we're already starting to see that. So pay attention, and I hope you participate in it. And to a point we made yesterday about media free, how many of you are actually believing that tomorrow is not going to be better than today? And what effect is that having on your life? So maybe if you're watching media and it's causing you to actually think that, you should uh, stop watching the media that's causing you to feel that way. Yes. Because it's going to make it so that you will make tomorrow worse than today. What you input into your brain, no matter how strong of a mindset you think you have, will have a, either adver- uh, you know, a negative or a positive effect. And it's up to you to choose who you're going to allow to influence you. Exactly. So your 16-step massive action plan, this is where you're going to want to take notes. Now, some of these points simply make you functional and others eliminate your experience deficit. We do have a little bit of a bent towards the newer agents, but I also really uh, consider, you know, there's a lot of agents that have been at it for a while and they just need to fill in some educational gaps that nobody ever coached them to do. So this is for you guys as well. But it's important to execute one critical point throughout this entire plan, and that is this. Ask for business immediately and often. You must get into action. It's okay if you don't know everything immediately. Earn while you learn and ask for help when you need it. So step one, complete your state required post-licensing continuing ed credit immediately. This is to make you functional and to get that off of your plate. This applies to all agents. Get your CE done ASAP, but here's a tip. Choose an appraisal class to give you confidence in pricing. Now, I know because I've suffered through it. I was about to say, you're the the worst person ever to tell people to get their CE done. (laughs) This is why it's point number one. But here's the thing. I know appraisal is boring and dry, but some of you make big pricing mistakes. You can lose a listing over it. It can wreck your confidence. 
you do need to have an appraisal brain going in the background. And so. all it will take is basically having one conversation with one analytical seller who is, who has been all over Zillow and is a know-it-all who's going to blow you out of the water. Cause you didn't know all the different, you know, three ways they value real estate and you don't know how to explain <laughs> it all. And that's all it's going to take is for you to have that one little experience for you to know how unconsciously incompetent you were about doing CMAs. But I'll, I don't want to step on what okay. you're, I know okay. I'm reading your mind. Yeah. You will take listings when you really know how to create kick-ass CMAs, when you're dealing with an analytical seller. I remember when Julie and I would go on, we went on expensive listings together and Julie is more analytical than me. Her dad was a, you know, a, a physicist and her mom's a Spanish teacher and Julie's a classical musician and all the rest of it. And she's more introverted than me. And we go on listing appointments together. And if there was a, either spouse was the introvert, she would all, well, first of all, she would always present the CMA and it was always amazing. Even if they sort of liked us, didn't like us up to the point where we're presenting the CMA, when Julie would whip out her CMA phone book, mm -hmm. because we knew we were going to go say, for example, we were talking with an engineer type, they would immediately fall in love with her. They're like, oh, kindred spirit. Well, because you're speaking their language, basically. Right. You know? And if you screw that up and you blow it off, or you don't have the same comps as theirs, or they're not as good, then you just lost. And you don't, or you don't respect their obsession with the anal, the That's analytical it. aspects of life. And I'll tell you what I hear from coaching calls. This is much more prevalent today because everyone is a real estate enthusiast. <laughs> and because sure. everybody is tracking the massive, call it what you will, appreciation, inflation, the rise of their price, People are keeping spreadsheets, so you better have it together. Okay, step number two, take an MLS, that's the multiple listing service class at your local board. You need to be an expert at your MLS for two reasons. A, to do more creative searches for your buyers who are all starving for inventory, and B, to be more accurate on, again, the CMA, the comparative market analysis. Well, Eve, let's add a C. Mm -hmm. You also, through knowing how to use the MLS, will also be able to create more listing opportunities yes. because you'll discover oftentimes a lot of hidden inventory because more seasoned agents know how to make their off-market listings not to show up on any of your hot sheets as an expired. Mm -hmm. So if you know how to use your MLS, you're going to discover all kinds of information that's very useful. For example, I remember Julie did this for, it wasn't even for CE, it was when we were new licensees. And she went to the Columbus Board of Rollers, she took this class, and she came home and she said, Tim, look at all the stuff we know how to do. And so we would know how to, for example, check to see, like we, we would pre-qualify prior to going to a listing appointment. Julie and I were proactively generators. We generate a listing appointment. We pre-qualify the appointment. Part of our pre-qualification was to find out if we were competing for the listing, which we always were. Using the script. And find, using our script and then asking who we were competing against. And then if they sellers, 50% of the time, they would tell you who you were competing against. Well, then we would go to the MLS and we'd pull up the research to find out exactly what that agent's production was. How many, not houses they sold, but listings they sold. And I would say 99% of the time, the seller, as soon as we showed them the actual statistics on what their, you know, best friend's daughter's mom, whatever it was that they somehow that agent got the appointment with the seller, when we showed them what their actual production was, that was the end of that agent even having a shot at the listing. That's right. And that's because we knew how to use the MLS, right? I had a coaching client do this uh, last week in California. She was up against a known commission cutting company, but the person was in that, that seller's center of influence. And she looked up the stats and she said, not only is this person you know, uh, having lots of price reductions and expireds, but also, you know, that's on the only three listings she's ever had. She's primarily a buyer's agent. So do you want to hire somebody who specializes in listings or in buyers? Well, that's what a lot of the commission cutters do. They list stuff 
and this, these guys come and go guys, they're, you know, like farts in the wind basically. But what a lot of them will do is they'll list a whole bunch of stuff for cheap, especially in a seller's market. And then they just peel the buyer leads off them because they have no intent of selling the listings as they're making 500 bucks or whatever. But what they want is the buyer leads off the, that come off the listings. And as soon as you show the sellers that that's by the way, how you overcome the objection of some seller that wants to list with some flat fee broker. Yeah, that's right. So that's Show called the objection handling and using your skills. We're going to stay on pricing just for step number three here. Complete three different CMAs in different price ranges and geographic areas for practice. Ask your broker to review or an experienced agent or your coach. Compare where you came out on pricing. This is one of the things that agents fear the most is screwing up the price, losing the listing over price, not being able to present correctly. And the other thing that step three is about, because we do it in different price ranges and geographic areas, Agents tend to only uh, respond to or go after or be proactive about what they feel they know the most. And that's their neighborhood and usually about a five mile, mile radius about that. Maybe the neighborhood they just moved from. So you've got to get out of your own backyard and be able to price things accurately so you have more opportunity. The recurring theme from all these points so far, guys, these steps is knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. And if you are not confident to go out and ask for business and use our scripts to ask people to do the business, you know, to choose you to list their home, and you, which is what we want you to focus on, it's because you are fearful of being caught with a question that you do not know the answer to. That is the ignorance. And that is, by the way, a rational uh, well, you know, yeah. emotional reaction to knowing that you're not prepared. So learn how to actually become a powerful listing agent. We're giving you the steps right now. And also, obviously you want to join our coaching program, our coaching program. You can join for around a hundred dollars a month. It's a no brainer for all of you. This is something that if you, uh, if you want to make it so that your first quarter next year is incredibly, essentially you have a sense of direction. It'll no longer be this sense of dread. You won't want to be one of these agents that's constantly looking for the next shiny object or worrying about you know whether this idea will work or that idea will work. You'll be somebody who wakes up every single day knowing exactly what you uh, have to do, how you're going to do it, and you're going to be able to see yourself progressively getting better, stronger. You're going to see yourself becoming the real estate professional you've always wanted to be. That's what comes from agents who are willing to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. That's what our coaching program is all about. I strongly encourage all of you guys to become one of our coaching clients. You can join for around $100 a month. The easiest way to do it is just go over to timandjulieharris.com, click on coaching, click on premiere and join. Or you can also text the numbers 2022 to 47372. Text the numbers 2022 to 47372. And when you do, not only are we going to give you a copy of our real estate treasure map, but you're also going to be able to have a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So text the number 2022 to 47372. Yes. Now we're doing a lot of foundational stuff up front here, and this will get more complex as we go. We're going to probably have a, a two to three part uh podcast series here on these 16 steps. So step number four, and this is not just for newbies, guys. Don't be embarrassed if you end up in this class. Take a contracts class from your board of realtors. Some of you guys are intimidated by the changes that your MLSs have made because of the hot market. You've got to know about things like escalation clauses, escape clauses, earnest money, inspections, financing, closing, and possession dates. And some of this has changed. Some of your MLSs make you take an education class when they do their changes to their contracts. How many of you are joining teams and taking these half-measured steps just because you're living in fear of having that happen, of you essentially having to deal with, you know, the types of things yeah, Julie just changes. said, where you guys can learn it yourselves? Exactly. Okay, so step number five, find a good title company by asking your broker or a trusted and experienced agent. 
Ask the manager of the title company if you can attend a buyer side closing and a seller side closing to observe and learn. Ideally yours. Ideally your own closings, yes. Ask the closing agent about anything that you don't understand. You need to know what actually happens at a closing in case your client asks you how to prepare, right? Simple stuff. Okay. Step number six, we've mentioned it before, get our Harris Rules book. This is going to help you put all of these bits and pieces together with what you're learning and start to build your business the right way from the beginning. Available on Amazon, obviously, but available at every major bookseller and bookstores everywhere. We see it for sale on, on airports and everywhere else. Harris Rules. Thank you guys for making it continually a bestseller uh, for real estate books. It's, you know, it's something that, frankly, Julie did 90% of the work, but we're both very, very proud of it. Um, and it is a, the, the teal book. It's called Harris Rules. Make sure you guys get this. It lays out specifically what you should be doing in the right order. And again, it's called Harris Rules. You can get it on Amazon. Last time I checked, it was like 16 bucks. Yes. Step seven, Julie. Okay, step seven. This is a big black hole that we talk about a lot in coaching, and that is misunderstanding of financing. So step number seven, get to know trusted mortgage originators. You need the following variety of lenders. Now, here's a note to self. Not every lender does every type of loan, even though many of them will tell you that they do. Get to know them and what they specialize in. Ask experienced agents and brokers who they trust, who they've actually done lots of transactions with. And there's three basic varieties. You can expand from here, but here are the three main ones. Conventional lenders. These are people who deal with normal people, normal jobs, good credit. Then we have lenders that are really good with first-time buyers, FHA and VA. Not just that they do it on the side and they do have to do FHA if they really have to, but they actually like doing it. It's their thing. Then we have self-employed or portfolio lenders where somebody does not fit in the cookie cutter underwriting. And I could go on for entire podcasts about this whole um, you know, mortgage issue because they don't really know. I have agents ask me all the time, Tim. They'll say, is it okay if I call the mortgage guy and see if the person's actually qualified? <laughs> well, not only is it okay, but you also need to learn. Uh, actually, it's step number eight, and we'll, we'll go back to that for a second if you want. Okay, so step number eight is still on mortgages. Learn from your lenders what's required on a loan application. Ask, ask your lenders for their checklists. What's needed to achieve loan approval? Not, not that we want you guys to be a loan officer, but we're wanting you to understand the process. Remember, knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. And if you're stuck with a question and someone's asking you a question about, you know, what it requires to get, what was required for them to get a loan, you want to be able to have at least a high level conversation. You don't have to get in the weeds with them, but you want to not feel like you're having to BS them That's because right. they're going to be able to tell. People will know. Yeah. So know the difference between pre-qualification, pre-approval, and loan commitment. Here's a tip. Do a loan app with your lender so you know the process from experience. Here's something that's really weird. And I, I thought the first time I heard this, that that was just like a, a one-off experience. But I've heard so many times, and I have to say this is coming mostly from the millennial crowd, that these uh, younger buyers don't actually believe that this stuff is required. Like they'll think that they can just get pre-approval and that the lender's just like giving them a checklist that it would be nice if we got all this stuff, but you don't really have to turn it in. And then the agent kind of has a little WTF moment and they ask where all this stuff is and the buyer will argue with them. Well, but it's, it, it's compounded because a lot of the agents that these millennials are working with aren't very experienced themselves. Exactly. So they don't know how to convince their millennial buyers, but I'm not picking but, it. So then they ask their coach, is it okay to call the lender? But it's you know? Julie, it's true. It's that's always been true though. I know. I, I remember all the houses we've sold, okay, the thousands though. of homes that we sold. There were always buyers out there that were just blockheaded about explaining where, you know, their down payment was coming from. There's that. <laughs> yes, that's a real thing. Okay. 
So I, and again, I could go on about uh, the whole lending thing, but all right, we've got step number nine. This is important. Preview 10 homes in each price segment in your market going from the lowest to the highest, right? So what's a first time buyer buy in your market and what do they get for the money? And then go on up into the luxury market. That way you're getting knowledge equals confidence. You're getting rid of ignorance equals fear. Most agents won't show anything more expensive than what they're living in. In our 90 day massive action plan, that is one of the first things. This is one of our coaching products that you get when you become a coaching client. Um, and it's a perfect plan for you guys to plug right into. Some of these points are duplicates from the 90 day massive action plan. But one of the things we want you to do is exactly what Julie just said. And I'll, again, focusing on helping you guys become listing agents. If you're competing against somebody, a seller is always going to ask you about some listing that's sold or is for sale. And they're going to be able to tell if you're just reading something from the MLS or having looked at the pictures or a virtual tour. To be able to walk in that house and actually have had practical knowledge of that house gives you an advantage when winning that listing that the other agent you're competing against did not have that same actual real life experience and they tried to wing it. They're going to lose the listing just because the seller is going to appreciate the fact that you did your homework. Yeah. So preview, I mean, previewing is kind of, uh, I think, underappreciated. Definitely. And I think it's so critical for any agent, but especially for our newer agents that get a little bit nervous in these conversations, for you to be able to say, let's talk about your comparative market analysis. Just so you know, I went ahead and I previewed three homes that are already in contract, which are about your same price range, and the three homes that you most closely compete with. And here are my notes on it. That's powerful. Versus what the seller read on Zillow. Oh, <laughs> now, some MLSs and some yeah. boards, actually, I should say, will actually have organized new listings tours, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to research these because it does. You know, the agents that you come across not, might not know about it, but there are again some uh, local regions, local boards of realtors. Well, they'll get together, uh, you know, six a.m. or eight a.m. or nine a.m. on Realtor Wednesday, tours. and they'll go and they'll do realtor tours of all the new listings. That's another great way. Many benefits from that. You're going to be able to meet new agents. You're going to or in, meet the seasoned agents. You're going to be able to see the new listings. You're going to be able to see how you should conduct yourself in, around other top producing or around top producing agents. These are all benefits. That's right. So of course you knew what your homework was going to be. Download and complete your 2022 real estate success business plan. And of course that's free. All you have to do is text Harris. That's H-A-R-R-I-S to 47372. So I feel like we're kind of blazing through some of these points for that, but so. I can. These are pretty self-evident. And, and this but, is something everybody can do. None of this is hard. Okay. So step number 10. Use our best-selling book, the Harris Rules, to be super clear. We talked about that. Now, here's, here's the specifics. What will your spokes in the wheel be? This is not just for newbies. This is for everyone. Where will your business come from? What are you going to focus on? The spokes in the wheel analogy. Do you want to go through that? Um, sure. Okay. So basically what you'll see, it, it's a bicycle wheel, right? So I want you to imagine, visualize a bicycle wheel. If we were doing this with you guys live or on like a Zoom or something, we'd have you draw a circle. So mentally draw a circle, a, a large circle, say the size of your hand. And then in the center of the circle, draw a center, a little circle. That's going to be the hub. And then I want you to draw seven spokes, right? A, from the, a line from this little circle in the middle to the outer edge of the, the larger circle. And each of those spokes represents a source of business, of lead generation business of, you know, basically where your business is going to come from. So all the, the initial spokes that you create all have to be proactive lead generation. 
because if you make them passive lead generation, you're building weak spokes. And we talk about this a lot and it goes back to one of the Harris rules. Don't build your mansion on land you don't own. So if you, for example, are spending your money trying to buy business through Facebook ads or YouTube or this, the other thing that a lot of our coaching competitor coaches will try to get you guys to do, all those things can change instantly. All of a sudden, all your well-placed YouTube videos are all of a sudden not even being found. All of a sudden, your SEO work that you spent tens of thousands and decades trying to create just goes away with a snap of two fingers, right? That's what happens when you build your mansion on land you don't own. And that could all dry up, you know, and you don't even notice it because you're busy doing your deals. And then right. one day you're like, what happened? Well, look how many, it's too late. Look how many agents, Julie, were, are now going to have really horrible next years because of Zillow. Yeah. Because Zillow basically changed the way that they are going about selling leads. Mm -hmm. How many agents have only been in the business during this era of buying leads, not just from Zillow, sure. but from Realtor.com and whatever guy in his basement was selling them leads, mm -hmm. right? And all of these guys, all of these agents who were never learned how to be proactive lead generators are now going to finally listen to this podcast and realize that the spokes that they put on their wheel were the weakest spokes. Because what you want, you're rolling down the road back to the bicycle. You've got that multi seven spoke wheel on your, uh, on your wheel, you know, that seven spokes on your bicycle wheel, you more is not necessarily better, but you want seven strong ones. Why seven? Because it's better than six and it's not as much work as eight. I mean, that's really the essence well, of it. Why seven is because let's say that you've been getting, you've been doing a really good job with your past clients as center of influence and you seem to be getting a good momentum from that. But all of a sudden that seems to dry up. Maybe the market shifts a little bit and everybody's not so enthusiastic to move. Well, if that's your only spoke and you hit a rock in the road, you're going to wipe out. So if the wheel on your bike is rolling down the road and you only have one spoke, and let's say it's only your centers of influence and past client, and you hit a tiny little pebble in the road, that wheel's going to collapse, right? You guys Still get it? Still going to wipe out. That's the reason you need a strong wheel. You need integrity with your lead generation. Multiple spokes. Multiple spokes. And the spokes that you should build first are proactive lead generation spokes. The spokes that are not dependent on you buying business. The proactive lead generation spokes are the ones that you can control. So you're not waiting and hoping and praying that Dave Ramsey decides to send you a listing lead or what have you. You know every single day you can pick up the phone and create your own listing leads. Do you guys get it? You want to be free from the tyranny of buying your business. You want to be free uh, to create as much business as you want, how you want it, when you want it. That comes from being a proactive lead generator. That comes from essentially the way we, and I think it's nobody else at this point, is mm -hmm. teaching agents how to build their business. Everybody else wants you to believe you can buy your business. You can buy business, but you're not going to be building a very, uh, your business is not going to have the integrity that it otherwise would have. And by the way, this analogy of spokes in the wheel is a copywritten trademark, you know, analogy Julie and I created, um, but it also applies to financial streams of income. So as you start to scale up, and this is all, we talked about this in Harris Rules, mm -hmm. but as you start to create more income for yourselves, guys, and you start to create consistent income from your real estate business, you start buying real estate properties, that real, the real estate investment portfolio is also going to become a spoke on a different wheel and that other wheel is called sources of income. So your real estate business is designed, is supposed to be designed to create profit. And with that profit, you invest in real estate and you start creating other assets that produce passive income for you. That is the point of being in business. And so this, this analogy of spokes in the wheel and understanding, identifying and pursuing those multiple sources of business that's really critical in these steps, not just for newer agents, but for everyone. Because if you don't do that, and remember one of our rules from yesterday was don't skip steps. 
If you skip this step, you are really working from hopium and luck and speculation. Because if you can't tell me the spokes that you're working on, you're just, you know, hope and agents will say this. I don't know how, but, you know, it seems like when I need the money the most, just somehow a deal will come to me. Well, that's not a plan. You've got to know what your spokes in the wheel are. And again, use the Harris Rules book to help you become really clear on that. So step number 11, and this is a big step, gather your tools. You must have a pre-listing package, a listing presentation, and a, dare I say it, buyer's presentation. If you're using what your brokerage gave you, you're using the same thing as everyone else. What makes you different? What makes you better? Why will a seller choose you versus your competition? Don't just get these presentations. You have to know how to use them. And again, this is where having a coach on your side is really going to benefit you and save you a whole bunch of angst. The old rule with working with buyers with sellers is one was a mental uh, work and the other was physical work, right? So mental work being you had to know when working with sellers, you had to have a skill set. You had to know what to say, how to say it. You actually had to really be, if you wanted to be successful as a listing agent and have that be your primary source of income, which is what we prescribe all of you to pursue, you actually had to be a professional. On the buyer side, it was physical work and you could be mostly, it could be a social exercise. Why? Because the buyer's agent commission has traditionally always been paid by the seller. It was an entitlement to the transaction. What if that all changes? What if that all changes? What if all of a sudden the buyer themselves are responsible? The buyers are responsible for paying your commission. What if all of a sudden the buyer's agent commission is no longer an entitlement of the transaction the seller's going to automatically pay? And you now just like an agent who's trying to pursue listings, have to present to a buyer as to why they should be paying your commission. What are you going to do? That's the reason we have a buyer's agent's presentation because we knew that was going to happen ever since Julie and I started selling real estate and really we saw a buyer's agency come around in the late 90s. It's always been a topic of conversation. At what point will buyer's agent's commissions be paid for by buyers? In marketplaces, guys, in many big marketplaces across the United States, that is what's going to happen. There is no doubt about it. That's the reason you're going to have to learn how to basically, you're going to have to learn how to present to buyers to get the buyer to agree to be responsible for paying your commission, just like you've always had to do that on the listing side. Yeah, and you know what? In today's market where inventory is hard to come by, buyers are interviewing agents and they're saying, what makes you different? And why should I rely on you versus somebody else? And why well, should I work with multiple buyers agents at the same time? Well, what they're really doing is they're going to listing agents. Absolutely. In all Very price common. ranges. It used to be that, that going to listing agents was a thing you saw only in the upper ends. Now it's in all price ranges. But guys, look at the big stink that just happened with National Association of Realtors, where there was this big debate about whether they're allowed to show the listing agent on, you know, IDEX websites and all the rest of it. What was that all about? That was about buyer's agents trying to basically obfuscate the fact that they weren't the listing agent. And they were trying to get those buyer leads, uh, those buyers to call them thinking that they're the listing agent. That's uh -huh. what that whole thing was about. But now what's happened is the marketplace has done an end run around that because in many markets, especially with the advent of these iBuyers, even with Zillow out of the game, the iBuyers are now showing sellers and they're being able, they're able to see this in the marketplace with the co-op commissions. I mean, Julie and I watched this happen in 2020 where we actually watched our coaching clients were saying in Florida and Arizona, it was Zillow and Open Door, I think, mm -hmm. that were actually seeing how low they could go with paying buyer agent commissions yep. before it had an adverse effect on the sellability Atlanta of their listing. Phoenix too, yeah. They, they, I mean, they actually said, I think they had a whole white paper about it. That yeah. They were studying it. 
Um, you know, this was one of their goals was to see how far down they could drive the buyer side. And by the way, guys, it was really damn low because in many of those markets where there's, you know, 10 buyers for any one listing, if you're a buyer's agent and you end up having to sell a house for 500 bucks, or you're not going to sell this buyer a house, you're going to do the deal. I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying that's what happens. Now, what happens if you have a referral fee? Cause you got that listing from Ugh. that lead from Dave Ramsey or Zillow. You're making no dollars. You might even be losing money because you bought that buyer lunch. You guys get the point. This is the insanity of what the pursuit that some, the path that some of you guys are on wake up, smell the, you know, listing contracts and learn how to become a listing agent. Well, if there's one goal that all of you listening should have for next year, no matter what level in business you are, it should be to become a powerful listing agent. Not next year, because they could be listing this in replay. Well, that's The true. goal you today. should be having today. today. Right. Okay, whatever day you're listening to this in. Why? Because listings drive everything. Yep. Listings are your insurance policy for your future career. Listings are where it's at, guys. So that's what many of these points are based on, is and, getting you into that. And the, list, the tech companies, as much as they've tried, can't disintermediate listing agents because no. sellers when they're going to choose someone to sell their home they want to list with somebody that they love well sometimes love but no love and trust right yes they, and they can with, hold accountable they want to list to a with a proven professional not some tech company who sends somebody over who has no real estate experience listing their house guys the i buyers and all these tech companies and they start you know when they try to list houses and you have our uh, coaching they're the easiest agents to beat a hundred percent of the time and it's easy to overcome whatever value propositions they're presenting to the seller. So listen to what your future coaches or present coaches are telling you. Spend all your best energies on becoming listing agents, not worrying about TikTok. That's right. Or YouTube. Or YouTube. Or Facebook. You guys can do that stuff secondarily, but for now, focus on how to develop the skill set and how to be a proactively generated. I mean, honestly... I don't know any, if I was going to sell this house, I mean, I'm, you know, we're not a great example because we know what to do, but does a seller go, okay, I'm going to go to TikTok to pick my realtor. That's what I'm, I don't think so. You know, said no one ever, right? Said no one ever, right. Well, <laughs> so. we'd, you, we'd use the only agent that we know is who we bought the house from because right. we bought the house from and, a listing agent. And she did a great job. And she did. Yeah. And we'd, we'd definitely listen with her again. Well, so remember from yesterday's points, 95% of sales happen from who already knows you or a referral to you because somebody else knows you. Right. And yet you guys want to spend your time on that crappy 5% that maybe they're going to respond to one of your videos or ads or something. And even then it's not the only thing they're responding to. And why are you doing that? Because you are being sold a lie. And the lie is that you can be successful in this business or any business or life in general and not have to um, have skill set and not have to uh, face down rejection. Well, I mean, you might be able to get by for a few months like that, but is that really the career that you were signing up for when you got your real estate license? I think not. Guys, think what you think what the future version of you will be thanking the present version of you yes. for having done. And I promise you it's not doing a TikTok video. <laughs> I promise you it's not uh, thinking about a way to make it so you don't have to have a skill set. It's going to be you as a listing agent. Here's a vision. And I think you have Ziggy right now. Mm -hmm. She's in upstate New York. Yep. Right. And she came to us. And she was a software salesperson. She wanted to get full-time into real estate. 
She got full-time into real estate. She sort of had some false starts and then she started doing what we asked her to do the way we asked her to do it, saying what we asked her to say. Very and, systematic. And now every single day, I don't know if she takes a listing or sets a listing appointment a day, Darn close to it. but I bet you, yeah, I bet she sets three to five a week. Yes. Maybe two, one day, zero, another day, yep. but she wakes up and she does it. And those listing appointments cost her nothing. Yeah. And they're very, she has now made it very predictable, duplicatable. And usually has somewhere between, you know, six to nine closings per month. Chuck Williamson in this state of North yeah. Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to make $2 million in commissions this year. Yeah. He's probably going to keep $2 million in commissions this year. <laughs> Damn close Because he it. doesn't spend any money no. on his business. He does he it exactly to. the way we told him to do it. Yes. Um, and that's, and I, this is a funny, but it's true. He's a little bit younger than me. And I had to show him how to log into Facebook. Well, there you go. He's perfect proof. And, and those are just two examples that come to top of mind because they communicate with us all the time. Right? Yeah, but guys. Which is, you know, following one of the Harris rules. So but the, the moral of the story is, is intuitively when you listen to this podcast, doesn't it resonate with you? Don't you feel a sense of excitement and a sense of freedom? Don't you feel a sense of optimism and hope? It's because you're realizing that we're not asking you to do anything obtuse. We're not asking you to do anything that you can't do. You know you can do what we're asking you to do. It's, it's actually easier Hell and yeah, less stressful easier. and more peaceful. Well, here, think about it this way, right? Mm -hmm. They are now, they listen to this podcast the whole week. Yep. And we're going to obviously continue this in the next week mm -hmm. with more of our, you know, suggestions. And what the, what's going to happen is there's some of them that are going to take action on this yep. and they're going to join our coaching program mm -hmm. and they're going to be proud of themselves and they're going to be confident because they now have a proven path to follow. Yes. But guys, follow the path. Don't just stop and start, stop and start. Follow the path. This can be, I, I really do believe for the agents that have the skill set, the next two to three to five years is going to be some of the best time ever to be in real estate. Oh, for sure. Because of the inflation, because of the changing market. Guys, here's an interesting thought for you. In the history of history, the greatest fortunes have always been made during the greatest times of change. And the greatest times of change are upon us. We're going to be experiencing more change faster than we ever have in all of our adult lives. And you could be 90. Well, maybe not 90 because you lived through World War II. But you could, you know, for the most part, everyone listening right now, sure. what I just said is true. What we're going to be experiencing over the next 5, 10, for sure 10 years is going to be a, um, it's going to be the hard reset for everything to deal with the economy, to mm -hmm. deal with people's lifestyles. Yep. And it can be an incredible blessing and miracle, or it can be an incredible, incredibly fearful and loathsome time for you. You have to choose. We'll strongly encourage you to follow the path of optimism, follow the path of hope, follow the path of being of service to other people. And if we're being of service to you, if we're helping you, uh, you know, resonate with the higher version of yourself, we would appreciate it if you give us a five-star review on iTunes. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes. We'd certainly appreciate it. If you're watching us on YouTube, obviously give us a five-star review on and a thumbs up on YouTube. We certainly appreciate that. That helps us stay in alignment with what our highest and truest purpose uh, is, which is being of service to all of you. So help us be of service to more real estate professionals in the United States and globally by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or giving a thumbs up and, you know, maybe some, throw some nice comments on YouTube. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.